Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In today's program, so why magic token has increased in the last few uh, you know like last last half a year to a year is that uh, is because we launched our mainnet around uh, one year back and you know in the last uh, six to eight months a huge number of applications have started using uh, our network and due to that large number of transactions are there and people expect this network to grow even bigger and bigger and that is why uh, the token price is also surged. That's after these headlines. HCL Technologies founder Shiv Nadar has stepped down from his position as Chief Strategy Officer and Managing Director, India's third biggest IT services company, told the stock exchanges yesterday. The company has named Nadar as Chairman Emeritus and Strategic Advisor. The company's CEO, C. Vijay Kumar, has been named Managing Director as well for a term of five years. Nadar's daughter, Roshni Nadar Malhotra, who became chairwoman last year, continues in that position. 76-year-old Shiv Nadar is also among India's leading philanthropists. Israeli spyware technology company, NSO Group's smartphone surveillance software called Pegasus, was used to target human rights journalists, activists, lawyers and others, according to an investigation by Amnesty International. The software used by government clients of NSO Group may have also been used to target political rivals in several countries, including India, the Guardian newspaper reports. India has denied the allegations. The Amnesty International investigation also shows that Pegasus can be used to target iPhones, which Apple says are the safest smartphones, without the need for a single click by users. Apple stock ended 2.69% lower yesterday. Will Cathcart, head of Facebook's WhatsApp, has called for an international ban on Pegasus. Global Beast, a Thracio-style investment venture, has raised $150 million in a mix of equity and debt in its Series A led by FirstCry and some of its investors with participation from Lightspeed Venture Partners. The venture will buy other fast-growing brands, typically online-led brands, and help them scale with tech, money and marketing a practice made popular by US-based Tracio Holdings. With this round, Vikas Agnihotri at SoftBank, Harsha Kumar of Lightspeed, Atul Gupta of Premji Invest, Sudhir Sethi of Chirate Ventures, and Kshitich Seth of Chris Capital will join the Global Beast board, the company said in a press release. Razorpay, a fintech unicorn in Bangalore, has acquired Terra FinLabs, an AI-based risk assessment cloud software provider. The companies did not provide financial details. Terra Labs, also in Bangalore, provides technology, risk and capital solutions to enable innovative embedded financing solutions for businesses. It is an Indian subsidiary of Gain Credit, a digital lender in the UK. This is Razorpay's third acquisition. OTP, a community group buying platform for fresh produce, has raised $10.2 million in its Series A funding round led by SIG. Omidya Network India, Innovent Capital and existing investors Inflection Point Ventures, Pravega and Factor E also participated in the round. Started in 2020 by Varun Khurana, OTP's farm-to-fork delivery model optimizes for freshness by procuring directly from farmers and delivering fresh produce to consumers in less than 12 hours. 
using proprietary demand prediction engines, OTP ensures little or no stocking of fresh produce, ensuring consumers get the freshest produce, yet operating with industry-defining wastage metrics compared with the conventional supply chain, the company said in a press release. OTP today sources over 2,500 tons of fresh produce every month from 10,000 plus farmers across the country. Aka.care, a healthcare startup, has raised seed funding of $4.5 million from several angel investors. Early stage venture capital firms 314 Capital, Eximius Ventures, and Special Invest also joined the round. Started in December 2020 by Go IBBO's co founder Vikalp Sani, Aka.care aims to build a digitally enabled and connected healthcare ecosystem between hospitals and patients for better health outcomes. Eka is available in 12 languages and users can create multiple health profiles, store and share health records through it. Eka also offers an AI-based symptom checker. For gaming enthusiasts, the popular online game Among Us is free for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers this week from Wednesday, the 21st of July at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to the following Tuesday, the 27th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time, NintendoLife.com reports. Anyone who is signed up on the online service can now stab, betray, and disappoint their chumps without paying a single cent, according to the site. For those who want to purchase the game on Switch outright, Among Us will also be on sale during the week with a 30% discount on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Polygon is perhaps the most successful blockchain protocol to come out of India, with Matic, its native token, surging in value to billions of dollars in recent times. The company, started in 2017 by three Indians and a Serb, Jayanti Kanni, Sandeep Nailwal, Anurag Arjun, and Mihailo Bialic, is working to make it easier and cheaper to use the Ethereum network. I spoke to Sandeep Nailwa to learn a bit more about what Polygon's all about. Here's the first half of that conversation. Sandeep, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, of course, Polygon uh, in the world of crypto is a very well-known name today. Uh, the work that you and your co-founders have been doing. But folks, uh, for folks who are uh, uh, not very familiar with uh, your work, uh, just tell us a bit about what Polygon is all about. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Hari, for uh, having me, first of all. Um, and uh, uh, about Polygon, uh, basically, we all know that blockchains, by now, like everyone understands that blockchain, blockchains are, you know, kind of going to be the, you know, fundamental paradigm shift in the way we human beings interact with each other, especially in the digital world. It, it to give you a very layman understanding basically what blockchain does is it removes a central trust from any 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 particular central party uh, and you know gives that trust uh, or kind of vests that trust uh, in the network uh, which that means is that you know currently instead of you interacting with your bank you interacting with facebook you interacting with google uh, instead of that you interact with the network which is not controlled by any single party and the whole uh, you know kind of uh, the, the the fundamentals of this uh, you know kind of uh, ecosystem relies on 
that this fundamental tenet that you don't have to trust uh, any single third party for whatever you do and then that starts from like you know this whole revolution started from bitcoin which was a, which was a currency implementation of this and then today we are in you know talking about decentralized finance and you know what not so basically this is the uh, gist of the whole industry right and what happens is that since you are when i said that you have to vest your trust into a network uh, what happens is that multiple parties are computing or basically uh, you know processing your information so since everyone everyone in the network is processing your information uh, this network becomes inherently unscalable means you can do only few amount of transactions uh, in such a network and then the if we want this network or these blockchains to be adopted by millions and millions of uh, users you need scalability on this that means you need to be able to process hundreds of thousands of like maybe hundreds of millions of transactions or billions of transactions per day and that is what polygon is trying to achieve as a layer to uh, blockchain platform that means there is a central blockchain which is like very decentralized very this uh, you know kind of trustless and but then polygon is building a infrastructure on top of it which makes you know these applications to build on top of it uh, like you know by applications i mean these apps to build on top of this and then millions and millions of users can interact with those blockchains which currently can be uh, can only support a few hundred thousand users per day so it's a scalability platform for blockchains hmm. just to kind of uh, try and keep uh, this as uh, kind of uh, technical jargon free Uh, and of course uh, please correct me if i'm wrong blockchain very briefly as i understand it are blocks of uh, data that are chained together chronologically uh, maybe an over simply uh, simplified uh, definition but i guess that's how it works right and your your uh, yes. work involves uh, ethereum which is i guess the most popular blockchain network yes yes and then we you know so if we go by that analogy this is a chronological Uh, blocks of data tied together uh, you can think that you know those blocks have a very limited space so you can have only some amount of data which can only support few hundred thousand users right so if you want to support millions or maybe billions of users then uh, you know you how do you how do you do that with that data so with polygon uh, uh, basically we are enhancing that you can think of it in a very layman terms you can enhance, we are in trying to enhance that more amount of data can fit into uh, those blocks hmm uh, and you talked about uh, applications also you uh, earlier you mentioned uh, polygon as a a layer 2 uh, network can you explain that a little bit yeah so uh, as i was mentioning that uh, you know uh, and you also mentioned that blockchain is a chronological sequence of uh, of, of data right uh, the what polygon is trying to do is that uh, we are not when i say layer 2 we are not trying to increase the data size or amount of data you can fill in in those blocks instead of that what we are doing is we are creating a layer 2 blockchain that means that means you can say double decker bus think of it like a double decker bus so we are creating like something which is which which can act as a double decker data bus and then you know you can have much larger amount of data in in the in the upper floor but then it kind of 
it kind of provides a proof of all the data in this upper floor to the small uh, to the lower floor so basically you can have huge amount of data let's say 10000 transactions and one small proof in the lower data bus because that lower data bus uh, or kind of the those blocks are inherently uh, you know they can they can hold only only certain amount of data so you we, what we do we create a double decker bus and in the upper floor we pull a lot of data and then for all of the data we just put one small uh, proof of that in the the lower so basically batching very simple people uh, you know in simply people can also understand it as a batching of those transactions and uh, you mentioned applications that uh, that can use uh, uh, what you are building or what you have built so tell us a bit about uh, uh, the folks who use uh, polygon and the kind of applications that are now uh, tapping uh, polygon yeah so uh, primarily uh, right now defi is uh, decentralized finance has picked up a lot of uh, traction then blockchain gaming uh, is also blockchain gaming means like you know gaming industry many many listeners might not realize how big gaming industry is and there is a very nice netflix uh, documentary which mentions that in us for example uh, the gaming industry is bigger than the hollywood the entire nba the entire nfl and few more things combined that is how big the gaming industry is right so in those gaming industry there is a lot of uh, in those micro versus people buy assets and and you know things like that which are then controlled by this game owners right so they can any time shut you off like this this phenomena is also called deep platforming like for example facebook uh, when they had uh, many uh, you know games uh, built on top of it some of the the gamers when the some when some of the games started becoming big enough they kind of launched the competing games and then you know simply shut those games of their platform on facebook so uh, that thing is not possible with blockchain so is that's why like there's a huge demand from the gamers for uh, these web3 gamings like we call them web3 games or blockchain games where those assets are essentially on blockchains so uh, that is also uh, one one field which is adopt in getting a lot of adoption in context of india for example we are seeing also because blockchain provides you transparency and accountability and immutability of data so uh, we recently heard that uh, maharashtra government was uh, was trying to use uh polygon network for uh, you know storing the uh, vaccination data like who all are oh, not vaccination the rt pcr test data that who all uh, what what task test was done and and all that kind of thing maybe vaccination i i don't recall fully then similarly in the real world for example the egyptian um egyptian uh, these uh, shipping industry is using uh polygon blockchain for storing the shipping uh, shipment records and things like that uh, which are become which become very easily auditable after that and then you know one more uh, in indian context for example is like uh, grievances uh, addressal uh, you know application one team has made in chatisgarh bastar sector where which, which are like kind of uh, infested with naxalites and all that so those people are basically i mean they have created a grievance addressal platform where people in the far flung areas can can put their grievances and that goes on a public blockchain and then people have to the 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 leadership has to take an action on it they can't simply discard it i mean that means the you can't have a situation where your 
FIR, even FIR is not lodged, right? I mean, this is also a big problem in India, for example. Many people say that their FIR, even their FIR is not being lodged at all, right? So, uh, because they go and police says that, yes, they have written, but they don't put it anywhere, right? And then later on, they can say, we never, never wrote it. So, uh, with this kind of a public blockchain kind of scenario, somebody can put their request on, on a blockchain and then, you know, nobody can deny that, that this FIR was posted, right? So, uh, those kind of things are there. So this this thing becomes uh, accountability, and there are a lot of real world uh, you know kind of implementations. Like we are talking to various small uh, countries, uh, governments who want to put their land registry on blockchain and things like that. So uh, these are some of the few application examples. Mm. This is one of the uh, kind of uh, the big promises of uh, blockchain, right? And with, with the use of the so called smart contracts and uh, tokens which basically give people uh, access or rights to digital or physical assets in some way and which you know which kind of you know cannot be disputed i guess uh, through yes. the use of tokens so uh, explain to us uh, how this works uh, you know with tokens yeah, yeah so so basically uh, what you do is Essentially, that we already talked that this blockchain, this data is a public ledger and it is maintained by various parties. So no single party can unilaterally go and change the data in this, right? Now, I can give you an example, and I think many of many of us in India have heard it, like you know, from somewhere or the other. That uh, at times, what happens is that uh, some people they will simply go or you know, kind of bribe these uh, small um area uh, land departments and all that and they will issue a duplicate registry for you right and then they, what they will do is simply put it on a and say to you that this is my land and then this goes into dispute and you are basically harassed and what you do at the end you you pay some them some money uh, and say that okay you know this is duplicate and just accept because just to prove that this is duplicate it's a big problem but imagine your uh, your land was held by you on an nft token like you know nft token on a blockchain right so it's very very hard uh, then for you or anybody to say that this is mine because you can actually show it as a digital proof that this is mine since this year nobody can dispute or refute that data and nobody can create a duplicate copy of it because it, to create a duplicate copy he has to bribe the entire network which will run into hundreds of billions of dollars even governments can't do it right i mean even if they, somebody wanted to bribe, it's very, very hard. Those are those things are built up into the mechanisms of how blockchains operate. So that's why blockchains uh, have been like, uh, this has been a bigger promise of blockchains in terms of providing this, this is called public goods. So public goods, uh, you know, items and public public rights, property rights and, and various kind of different kind of things which can be digitalized and they can uh, be fully held uh, uh, by the individuals, fully owned by the individuals. Mm. And you have your own, uh, what you call a native token, right? Called uh, Matic. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about that. And I think uh, the uh, fact that uh, the value of your tokens has really surged uh, in recent times, I think that has also caught a lot of attention. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so basically uh, what happens is that this, these tokens these are not like the, the token that we have. That is not like a cryptocurrency token or anything like that, right? It It is basically when you have a network, right, which is run by thousands of 
network runners right you need to build a native uh, incentive mechanism for the people where if they work against the network that means if they like that we call in consensus right like we, we call it consensus in the network right so they they need a, a native incentive and disincentive mechanism and for any blockchain to work that is why you need a token for example ethereum token is not built for uh, for being a currency it is built for incentivizing the network participants to run the network correctly right and you know as a net, when network becomes bigger and bigger uh, and network effects become bigger and bigger uh, and the token value becomes bigger and bigger this kind of starts acting in the favor of the network as a more security network like bitcoin for example has become so big and the uh, but but bitcoin is mostly like proof of work but then uh, you know roughly you can think that due to this increase in the value of bitcoin more participants have come in into the network to run the network and now it is so difficult to do any kind of uh, you know attack on the bitcoin network that it is almost impossible for anyone even like you know if us government chinese government they want to do anything with the bitcoin network they can't really do it so uh, that that is the purpose of the token and that's why matic token is also a proof of stake token which uh, the validators who run the chain they uh, basically have to stake and then uh, using that stake uh, in the network they then uh, are able to run the network and earn the transaction fees in the network so you can think also think of it like you know if somebody wants to go in very layman term it's like uh, it's not upi it's not made for payments it is made for applications but i'm giving a very small example comparing with the upi so imagine it's like imagine like a upi alternate upi system where everybody like there are hundreds of participants who are running the network by providing a security deposit right in some tokens and then they all are running the network so that to ensure that network is working in a in a very uh, you know fine and the agreed upon way and then everybody is making some small cut of that transaction fees that is being generated in the network so that's how the tokens are used yeah so why matic token has increased in the last few uh, you know like last last half a year to a year is that uh, is because we launched our mainnet around uh, one year back and you know in the last 6 uh, to 8 months a huge number of applications have started using uh, our network and due to that large number of transactions are there and people expect this network to grow even bigger and bigger and that is why uh, the token price is also surged that was sandeep nailwar in the second half of this chat tomorrow you can hear him talk about how blockchain protocols such as polygon will shift the thinking from transactions to interactions that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps I'm Hari Arakli thank you for listening